This is On the Block with Stricken Austin. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big 8 tournament champion. Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America, on air and online at theticketfm.com. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. This is On the Block with Stricken Austin. Hold up. That's right. Happy Friday and welcome down to the block. He's Strick. I'm Austin. Glad you're along for the ride with us here. Two hours, two to four central every day, but glad you're along here on this Friday. If you have any thoughts on anything during the show, you're going to drop us a line on the Sarder Heyman text line 402-464-5685. If you're listening on the radio in your car, that's great. There are plenty of other ways that you can uh, listen and watch. Importantly, you can go to theticketfm.com or Follow us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. Please do, uh, whether you're you know, just driving through town once and you like what you hear, hey, give us a like. Give us a follow for entertaining you on your drive through town. Uh, if you heard something new and interesting, you know you're passing through, you like what you heard, same deal. You can hear more uh, if you make sure you follow, you like everything on 93.7 The Ticket. Or hey, if we're your favorite sports talk station and you're not following, you haven't liked, you haven't subscribed, that's on you. What are you waiting for? You can hear uh, and get notified not just when we go live, but when all of your favorite ticket personalities go live. Uh, This show brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. Let Charles and his crew fix you a plate down there. They're located at 27th and Pine Lake. But Strick, last night they were located at 1040 O Street, the location of our future home in downtown Lincoln. Uh, Charles and the crew brought their food up there. It was delicious as always. We had the fried chicken. The mac and cheese was on point like usual. Uh, I think they had the lima beans and uh, corn on the cob. Great stuff all around. I'm sorry you missed that. And the tour of the new building. Strick, I I wish you could have been there because hearing DP and, and Becky and Mark talk about Everything that's going on in the new building, Strick, I got goosebumps. It's going to be such an awesome space. I can't wait for all of us to get in there come the summer. Yeah, I, I was uh, I was hoping to uh, maybe FaceTime in and 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 do that. We finally got some sun that broke through today, and so uh, yeah, I'll be looking to get back this weekend. Um, you know, there there was a lot of delays on flights, so that kind of hindered a lot of stuff, but. Man, that's awesome. That's awesome to hear what's going on at the new building. Um, truly wish I could have saw it. And obviously wish I could have had a taste of that Mary Ellen's good cooking over there. That wonderful, <laughs> wonderful cooking that they bring down with Charles and the crew. Absolutely. So when we do officially get to move downtown, it'll be good for us. You know, new studio, new technology, but it's going to be more accessible to fans like you, people that listen. You want to stop by, you want to you know, see the shows going on. Uh, you're walking around downtown. You'll be able to interact with us super easily. We'll be there for you, a space to, to meet and greet you. I know we're all looking forward to that, and I believe we have an opportunity for that next weekend for the Super Bowl at Buffalo Wings and Rings. So make sure you're out there to, uh, again, meet your favorite 93.7 The Ticket personalities uh, and get some good food from Buffalo Wings and Rings. We will uh, play a game sponsored by Buffalo Wings and Rings at the bottom of this hour, or the end of this hour, I should say. The shootout with Strick, as we always do, so stay tuned for that. This hour, we're going heavy basketball. A lot uh, to talk about in college basketball. We'll start with the Nebraska women, Strick. They get a win last night, 71-67. to It's a win that this team needed. They're not in a position where they can drop games at home 
you know, against a team below them in the standings. It sure looked like they were on their way, you know, to making it look good, to picking up some style points along with the win. But at the end of the day, they got the win. They found a way to pull it out despite, you know, letting most of a 21-point lead go. And again, great for this team to bank a win that they need as they come down the stretch. Yeah, absolutely. I I, I really hope that if they're going to make some noise when it comes time uh, for the Big Ten tournament for the women's, that, you know, Jazz Shelley will be able to find her stroke and her, her mojo again. Yes, um, she has a good shooting numbers from three, shooting – uh, 34% from three solid, you know, that you know, we know that she's more than capable of doing better than that. Uh, but it's the, it's, it's taking 255 shots and only shooting 38%. That's, you know, that, that can be the cause of a lot of games because if you're a volume shooter like that, your numbers, if you're in the thirties and you're a volume shooter like that, um, you know, it can be quite troubling, you know, mm-hmm. as far as winning games down the stretch and, and holding on. Now the free throw numbers are phenomenal for her, uh, which have been good. And, and so when you look across the board, I mean, it's good to have, you know, Izzy Bourne to pick up uh, some great slack in that game to have a wonderful game herself. Um, and, you know, they've got, they've got a great balance. You know, you're finally feeling like uh, Sam Hybe's getting back healthy um, you know, so that's a big win. I don't care what you say, you know, come back home to get a win like that. Um, you know, you, you, you don't shoot the ball well from three, which you do, uh, hope that you're able to do in order to secure and win games like that. You don't shoot the ball, uh, great from three, but the work that you did in some of the earlier quarters helped you out to be able to secure and keep the win. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, that's what they've got to look for. You know, if you take a look at their schedule, it's not, uh, crazy but obviously the women still have some work to do if they want to get in caa tournament um uh, you know on on um you know the what do they call it not bracketology the, but the bubble you know yeah if you want to if you want to kind of get yourself and emerge off the bubble you've got you know a, to go on the road you should be able to get northwestern on the road and unless you just absolutely play terrible they're not very good uh but then you've got two uh tough um, you know, conference games that are are ranked opponents in Illinois and Michigan. And so uh, it, it doesn't get easier, but it's great resume building. If you can do and take care of a few of those, uh, you'll get Iowa back at home to, to revenge that. I think you feel that you lost that one and came up short that you probably could have won it, you know, could have been some home, home, uh, home cooking and referee <laughs> job in that one. But, but yeah, you've got four ranked teams, you know, in the next, two and a half weeks that you're going to be able to face to do some really resume building before you go into the tournament. So you just got to hope that they're able to do that. As you look at Jazz Shelley, you mentioned shooting 38% on volume. As, you know, a basketball player and as someone who's coached, what's your message to someone that's shooting that poorly, but is that important to the team? Because like you don't want to take all the aggressiveness away, but are you pushing her to, you know, get downhill more and get to the free throw line to get that rhythm back? Is it Hey, keep taking the shots if you're open. What's your message to a player like that that's going through a little bit of a cold spell? Definitely. It's just not you – know, there's a lot of tension that comes with with pressing. Like if you're pressing shots or or you're pressing for – or you're just hunting for it, you just kind of got to let it come in the flow of things. Allow, allow the game to come to you. I think that's the easiest way to get off a shooting slump is just allow the game – uh, to to find its way to you, continue to do what you're doing and your assist numbers, continue to get people involved. 
um you know take the shots as they come don't you don't do anything overly tricky just just really be fundamentally sound as as you hunt you come off screens um you know maybe getting some film and watch where where are are your shots coming from why are you missing them are you off balance are you not pulling going straight up and down are you shooting on the way down? I mean, you can kind of, if you're able to sit and watch some film, you're able to kind of figure out maybe what are some of the things. Am I coming up short? Am I off to the right or the left? Is my elbow flying? You know, just different things that you could break down and find out a better way, um, you know, because she's a good shooter. That That is one thing for sure. She's a tremendous shooter. So, um, you know, are you injured? Are you favoring something? I mean, there's just a lot of things that you can look into. Once again, Nebraska women's basketball gets the 71-67 to win over Michigan State last night. Turning our attention a little bit to the men's side, it's a huge weekend for rivalry games in college basketball. We uh, should have Nate Brennan on later today. He can maybe give us some insight on the Virginia-Virginia Tech game. I'm wearing the right color blue today because uh, we got Duke-Carolina round one tomorrow. Auburn-Tennessee, Purdue-Indiana, Gonzaga-St. Mary's, Ohio State-Michigan. All sorts of fantastic matchups between teams. Strick, when you look back on, on your days at Nebraska, did you have a team that you guys considered your rival? <sighs> and see, that's the crazy part about it. I don't really think so. Um, you know, we pretty much just looked at everybody as, you know, the competition for the night. Um, if if you're going to say there may have been one, maybe you look at Oklahoma. It was. Mm. It, it could get really intense. Um, uh, you know, with with their staff down there and, and, and with our staff and with our team, it can get kind of feisty. But outside of Oklahoma, maybe uh, there really wasn't. And, and really, that was branched off of football, obviously, you know. Um, but, but um, you know, when you look at some of these games that are going to be happening this weekend, it's going to be interesting because, um, you know, you usually get hyped up to a whole nother key and level when you're talking about rivalries that you're going to be playing and looking at, I mean, even right now, you know, Kansas and Iowa state, I think that's, you know, people would say Kansas state because of the success that Kansas state has this year, obviously they're right down the road from each other, but that usually over the past, those Iowa state and Kansas matchups were always pretty intense. So, you know, you can look at that as a, as a rivalry for them. Um, but yeah, you know, obviously with Virginia Tech winning the ACC last year and, and, uh, you know, I, uh, with, with Virginia, uh, number six in the country, it's going to be intense down there in V, in V Tech land. So you, you mentioned the, the different level of juice for a rivalry game or, you know, a big matchup that, that normally comes. You said Oklahoma was, you know, maybe the one for you guys, but, you said you know you treated every opponent pretty much the same. It's just nameless, faceless. Whoever is on the the court ahead of you, do you think that that you know helped you guys out long term and not having to you know get up for one game, or do you feel like against Oklahoma it would have been nice to you know make it I guess more a rivalry and have that extra little bit of juice? No, I, I think it kind of kept you an even kill. It helped you to continue to prepare. You prepare for wins. Mm-hmm. instead of preparing for teams mm-hmm. you don't circle anybody on the uh you know in the schedule or put it on the board um you know i think fodder is created by the success of of specific individuals on a team you can create fodder and take challenges individually as, as well as collectively uh one of the ones that we took uh, uh quite interest in is uh, Missouri the year that they ended up going undefeated? We felt that they should have had a loss 
uh, that we should have beat them in their building. Mm-hmm. And that should have been a one loss, um, you know, team. Well, well, they should the one loss that they should have had in conference play should have been us as opposed to them running the table. And so we uh, we took onus to that and, and uh, we took it out on them in the big A tournament. <laughs> so uh, it's just one of those things you can create fodder out of you know situations throughout the year. But we didn't necessarily have anybody specifically that was circled on the, uh, you know, on the schedule. Yeah. Was that the most satisfying win of your career? Um, I would say the way that we lost it, you know, Pike still had a chance to make one. It went kind of rolled in and out and came out. Uh, very disappointing. I say that was that was signature. It was always good to beat Kansas. Um, I, I would say one of the biggest ones was when we played Kansas in in Devaney, and it was a game. It was like a big Monday game or something. Mm. And um, uh, Dick Vitale actually came, and that it was the most raucous that I've. I mean, you know, Devaney used to get rowdy, but it was it was really rowdy in there that day. Uh, the fans went to a whole another level, you know, when Dick Vitale was in the building. And so I would say winning that game and the way that we won it was, um, you know, pretty intense. It all, it was crazy how we would always kind of beat Kansas with a last second shot or Jamar Johnson in the corner or, you know, Terrence Badgett dunk or it, some way we was able to secure it late in the game. They were always pretty intense. So those were fun. We call that execution. You know, you're being solid the whole game. You executed yeah. play late. That's awesome. We will uh, keep the, the college basketball conversation going next segment. We'll hop across the Missouri River for what's going on between Iowa and Illinois. Uh, crazy little ticketing saga uh, that we'll weigh in on and then look uh, throughout the rest of the Big Ten standings. All that and more still ahead here on the block.